Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dave Neal here, host of the SAP Podcast. I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, this episode, this is a Friday afternoon episode. If you're stuck at work and you need just a little something to get you by, I got you here, folks. Uh, I'm going to be playing for you a clip from my five-hour, 25,000 subscriber live stream that I made yesterday on YouTube. Now, I'm aware some people that follow the podcast also follow the YouTube, but not everybody. This conversation was with a friend of mine, Susan Rich, who Skyped in from Washington State to talk about assumptions and how it how when you have an assumption about somebody, uh, it can break down communication. This is important for uh, your personal life. This is important for work life, uh, dealing with strangers, dealing with people on the internet. How can we uh, understand what our assumptions are, but also continue to ask questions of others in a way that we get the truth because it's more important to have the truth of a conversation versus what we assume may be the case. So this is a very, uh, this conversation that we have is very rich with information and love. So I think you guys are going to enjoy this. Uh, if you do want to check out the full live stream, it's five hours and 45 minutes long. Uh, again, it was just a nice five hour for 25,000 live stream to support all the new amazing people that have joined us on YouTube. We appreciate all of you guys so much. Those that have stuck around with the podcast, all of our Patreon members, new and old, and of course, everyone over at YouTube. It's been amazing and life-changing to have you guys support us during these uh, times of the pandemic. We are approaching one year where we started the stay-at-home order. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know how long it was going to be. You know, same story that all you guys have. But we do appreciate the community that has come together and really helped us push forward. So thank you guys so much. So uh, in this episode, you're obviously going to hear a lot going on to start. Um, uh, Susan is so kind that she ordered pizza from what she lives in Washington State. She ordered local pizza that's near me to be delivered. Uh, during my live stream so I could eat pizza because it was like a pizza party live stream. Now, there was an issue with that and they ended up being not able to deliver it. Probably something to do with the pandemic they don't deliver. So I had to get Tasha to go pick it up. So the episode starts with Tasha kind of joining me and eating a little pizza. And I just hope you guys can enjoy. I hope you're not too hungry because you're going to hear the beautiful sounds of crunching on pizza. I don't think for the most part, I don't think you, you'll hear anything. I was able to get it off the mic, but um, she's so kind that she wanted to uh, do something tangible and have some uh, pizza delivered, which is just, you know, it's, it's great for all those that send Venmos and cash apps and Patreons and everything, and everything. But for, you know, for her, her to have her own little slice, get it, of the pie uh, to show uh, her support is very much appreciated. I appreciate all of you guys for your support and enjoy this conversation with Susan Rich. Sorry about the pizza. We, Like I said, we live in a weird neighborhood where there isn't, like that place said they delivered, but COVID, whatever, who knows? Yeah, and I'm sorry because I I just wanted to make this easier for you. No, you're so sweet. Um, and when you said it was in Calabasas, I was like, oh, that's not gonna work. But that's well, <laughs> well, let me. I'll just tell you quick the story behind this. So you know, I called the the uh, Brooklyn Avenue place. Um, I looked him up online, and the guy was super nice. And and I said, okay, and here's the address. Oh, we don't deliver. Um, but but um. And then, and just for those who are asking about what about DoorDash or Uber, this or that, um, I went, I had to go, I went online, tried to do, well, one, what didn't even um, work for that pizza comp, pizza restaurant. Then the other, I put the order in and it came back. I think what happened is 
either my zip code with my credit card and your address or um, my IP address. It was like, no, this is not working. Yeah, so, and, and um, no worries on your end. You're, me you're, out. you're so kind. <laughs> I, I finally understand what like food deserts are because I love my new neighborhood, but it's up and coming and there isn't, there isn't like, like when we first moved, we didn't have anything in the fridge. We we're like, let's go get some Chinese. And they had like only like Chinese fast food, which it's like, that's kind of like buffet style. And it's mm -hmm. like, you don't know, you know, I'm not going to get that during a pandemic. There's a sneeze guard and it's like, no, um, there's a taco truck. There isn't that much, but I did see that pizza place, but like, I don't know, like, I guess, yeah, I guess they don't deliver, but I, I was, I didn't want to get you on the phone because I figured Tasha was going to interrupt us, but I'll take Tasha's call when she calls right. in. So she knows what to do. Cause I'm sure she's going to get all my messages and be like, what are you doing? Like she has no idea. So, um, we'll see when that happens, but tell me, tell me how you are. How's everything? I'm, I'm good. You know, um, as you know, that um, I've been working on, I have a small cottage I'm building on 10 acres out here on the foot in the foothills. And, um, Unfortunately, my my crew is a volunteer crew at this point, so it's taking a little while. Um, but things are going um, well. I'm um, I'm I'm uh, going to be starting a new job, hundred percent remote, pretty soon. So I'm Amazing. excited about that. Amazing, and you've got because um, you've got uh, you've got some like hens, right? You've got some farm animals, or I do have some chickens. Some yep. chickens. Yep. Yep. What? And um, I have two great Pyrenees dogs that keep all the coyotes away. Oh, that answers my and question. I was going to ask how you protect the chickens. Yeah, boy, I have to tell you, when I moved here from Virginia, I did not even know. Talk about, you know, being unaware of cultural things. Yeah. Um, when I moved in, well, I, I mean, well, it was land first, but um, met neighbors and one of them said, well, you'll see some coyotes. And I was like, coyotes? And, and then, they, then she said, and the bear usually just stick or stay close to where people have fruit trees. <laughs> and I'm like, bears? And, and then the topper was, and the cougars pretty much stayed near the stream. And that's the one that put me over the top. <laughs> Yeah, because cougars are like killing machines. You don't know when they're they're completely silent. Because we have we have um you know mountain lions here, which I think are the same thing, and they say you're supposed to wear your hat on backwards when you go hiking because they won't attack they won't attack you from the front. So a lot of people will, and again, I don't know if this is true or not, but they will wear like like um like uh they make like ski masks with the eyes on the back. If you're like in a really remote location. Yeah. Who knew? Wow. I, I, I haven't heard that. Yeah. Because they, um, when, when they hit you, 150 pounds a cat. I mean, I'm scared of the alley cat who weighs like seven pounds. I can't imagine a 150 <laughs> pound cat. But, um, well, people, people carry bear spray around here. And, um, so have you seen, have um, you seen any bears or anything? I, so far, I have seen coyotes. I've seen, uh, I was seen a, a, a bear, I was driving down the road behind my property and jumped across the road. At first I thought it was a really large, thick haired dog. Yeah. And then the way it lumbered down the road and, uh, and started visiting the trash cans, I was like, oh my gosh, it's a bear. Wow. And um, 
I was driving down the road on a uh, at night. It was Saturday night, driving um, not too far, about two miles from here. And same thing, dashing across the road, a cougar, full that, size. That's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Tasha just called me, so let me call her. Oh. You st- you stay right okay. here. And yeah, yeah. I don't know if you actually might be able to hear. I'm, I've never patched th- two different things through, but she might not. Hello? Hello? Mm. She might she might Hello? have Hey, how are you? Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. So, Susan was so sweet to get the pizza, but then we found out they didn't deliver and we just said leave it there and then you would swing by, but that was an hour and a half ago, which is fine. Um, oh, no. So I send you the directions, but is it under my name, Susan? I think it's... A- um, well, I said Tasha would pick it up. Oh, Tasha. So they know you're coming, okay? Okay, awesome. And then just come on by and um, and come join us. I'm I'm not necessarily wi- wi- withering away, but uh, gun it. Gun it in that Prius. <laughs> no problem. I'll see you shortly. Love you. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, the chat room's going to be going crazy. The pizza's coming. The pizza's coming. All right. Oh, Tasha's still on the phone. Sorry. I just hung up on her. Uh, okay, great. All right. So we got the pizza. We know it. We're, we're ready to go. So so anyway, that's that's incredible. It must be so great to be in touch with the spirit, the, just with nature, you know, that city cleanse. Oh, listen, you know, because um, I was I was living in the suburbs of D.C. Mm. I lived on it in an end unit townhouse with a, you know, so we had the nice little side yard. Um, but I couldn't go outside and kick the ball around the soccer ball with my sons without people watching us on their decks <laughs> behind us. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I will tell you this. Um I have a 180 of mountains here, and the you know the in the distance they're snow covered, and mm. you know I have you know hundred year old Douglas firs, and when I'm here, it's just I don't want to go anywhere else. It's just so peaceful and calm and beautiful. So it's, a, it's very uh, transcendentalist to get out into nature and reconnect. Yes, it really world. is. When you guys come up here to do your show in Seattle with Katie Thurston, um, you you definitely have an invitation. Thank you. Out. Absolutely. See the chickens and the dogs. And um, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, and uh, but it's great, great joy. So you, um, how far from Seattle are you? So, someone in the comment was asking where you live. It's outside of Seattle, correct? Yeah, so um, east of Seattle is where Microsoft is in a town called Redmond, or a city. Um, and I'm just on the other side of the river. There's a river, um, so I'm just beyond that. So I'm in the foothills of the Cascade Mountains, what, um, Amazing. what that is. So it's about 25 minutes to get to Redmond, so that's not bad. That's amazing. Now, we've talked a few different times. Of course, the pizza is because you had mentioned you used to send your son pizza and how nice of a gesture that was. And of course, uh, that you've extended that gesture to me and I really appreciate that. 
Uh, the last time was on Christmas Eve. We were away from our families this year. We were Skyping in with all of them and we had the pizza and you sent, you put a few cookies in the pizza, which was amazing. Not in the pizza, but with the order. <laughs> and uh, that <laughs> was, <an> idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's hitting all of my, all of my desires, but um, it's, it's, it's just so very kind of you and you've, you've given such positive words to, to me in the, in the channel and everything. So I really appreciate that. Um, and your 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 kids are adult now, right? Your 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 boys. They sh they sure are. Mm -hmm. They must really appreciate and, having you. Uh, it it's hard to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I will tell you this: something I appreciate being able to do this these little things for you, because I see in you the the same um, warmth and intelligence and kindness and goodness that I really, um, you know, and, and, you know, spirit that I really, really wanted to encourage in my sons. And so um, they're not, you know, I'm was tentative because they're at the age where they're like, okay, mom, that's enough. <laughs> so when you appreciate what I do, it means so much to me. Oh, of course. So I, I'm in like a, my, my spiritual journey with a lot of YouTube has been connecting with, no, like I love my mom. My mom's great, but like, I've never had grandparents. So when I, when I get like Miss Ann calls in, it's like the sweetest thing. When, 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 when people call in that want to be like part of the YouTube family, I'm like, yeah, because I do come from a large family, but I also like my, my younger years, it was my mom, myself, and my sister. And my mom and my sister always kind of had, you know, they had their, their typical mother-daughter friction. And we had very quiet households growing up. And I've always like like yearned for community. So when YouTube started to blow up, I'm like, bring them all in. Come on. Like I love, I love knowing there's different friends and stories in different parts of the world. It's, it's been really uh, special for me. It's like I don't take it for granted at all. Um, and like I, I've said before, part of, part of me kind of not taking it for granted is, is being a stand-up comedian and having performed in front of rooms of two people where like, I know what it's like if the, if there isn't a chat full of people, this is the easy part when there's people that are actually listening, you know, the hard part is like trying to, trying to connect without any sort of like following or whatever. That's the hard part. Yeah. Well, I think, and what you're saying right there is um, one of the things that makes you so appealing to us. You know, you had you had mentioned that you like to root for people on American Idol. Yeah. And just think, we we are feeling that way about you. Oh, thank you. So, you know, you so you can understand. Yeah. Um, well, I I I I can understand, but also what I do isn't as cool as. Uh, someone who can sing. So when I watch someone who can sing, but, but I do recognize the difference between like, you know, a 15 year old who's got a good voice versus that road dog musician who you go, I like, I know Chris Stapleton's story before he became so successful. That dude was like working as a truck driver and you can hear it in his voice the way he appreciates every second of it. And I also know people that got super viral, super successful right away, and they have zero three-dimensional ability to understand how cool that is. My, my sister, 
um, spoils the hell out of her four kids. And we were talking last night about it. And I was like, Chase, it's so, it's so great that you treat them this way because like we, my, my mom was a single mom who didn't have the time or energy to do a lot of these things. So my sister like spoils the kids and she's like, they don't even care. She's like, they've always been spoiled by me. So they don't even care. And I was like, Oh, so there is a beauty to knowing what, what lack is and what scarcity is. And then when you have a little bit of anything, you're like, this is amazing. I was saying this to Tasha last night. Our new couch hasn't arrived yet. So we have two fold out beach chairs. We've been eating dinner on and like hanging out on. And I said yesterday, yesterday was the most successful or, or two days ago was the most successful day of my YouTube by far. Um, just in view, in view count and everything. And I was like, I am so happy right now. And we're sitting on beach chairs. <laughs> like, <laughs> doesn't matter to me. You know what? But that's what it's all about. And I, I'm, I'm going to guess that you're going to look back on these days and find them as your favorite times. Absolutely. And I said that about our little, our little um, studio apartment. I was like, we're, we need to get out of here, but we're going to miss the simplicity in this hustle. And we've shed tears over experiences that, you know, we've both, and not, not to play a victim, but we've both just been stiffed over in different ways. And then when, when something good comes, it can sometimes feel too easy. And you go, wait a second, I didn't have to, I didn't have to burn the city down to get this, but I need to accept it that I've worked for it. And it's, and it's kind of like, I have to keep on reminding myself that like the, the mantra we've been saying is, isn't it okay if things just work out? Like, let's stop with saying we need to be struggling and battling. We've done all that. Let's just be okay that things are working out now. Well, you know, and I can relate to you. Um, and I, I, I want to say, I mean, when I spoke with you last time, you know, I've had to reinvent myself many times in my life. You know, I left when I was home when I was in high school, I left a marriage, I then I left the safe life of a government contractor to come out here where the wild animals are. Um, but, you know, at all different ages, you know, it, it doesn't matter where you are, you know, it's like if you are always, you know, we don't know when we have to stop striving. Um, for me, it's happening later, and and I recognize and understand the the fear that gets to wait a minute. I'm so comfortable and used to this mode. I don't know if I can handle. You know, they say it's a uh, what is it? Uh, the devil, you know. Right. And uh, what's on the other side of the frying pan, right? Um, but um, well, and this time, you know, I've um, I I wanted to. to to, oh, wait, let me back up and say, going through building this house, it's taken me years. And I'm an optimistic person. I'm a positive person. This is like a life dream coming true. And during this time, I came across some very dishonest, <laughs> some villains, basically. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, why do you need to steal this from me? This is supposed to be good. Um, and when I still remember the image of you, when you had the ticket for your license plate <laughs> being gone and, you know, trying to go to the DMV and trying to get that done. And the moment where you were like, oh, 
And and on the other side, we're saying, but you're almost there, Dave. You're almost there. Yeah, yeah. You know, reading through through you over here, and it inspires me because we, you know, when I have those moments, I think about your image at that moment with that lace, that that ticket, <laughs> and it's around the corner, and you know, it's like. You so you inspired me in that moment, and even though it was a hard time for you, it meant so much, and I want to thank you for that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you know, it's um the license plate issue was just like, how do we make the how do we turn this into content? Because it because other things were going well for me, so I was like, how do I how do I make how do you make like the I guess the question we have to ask ourselves is how do I minimize the damage right now? If I kick my car, I'm going to stub my toe. And that's going to lead to a whole new set of issues. So how do I laugh this off? Because I had my I had my car battery stolen three times. So each time I had to just look at it and go, oh, man. And then Tosh would be like, what? They got me again. And it just became this like kind of expense I had to put into life where I was living. And then the door kicked in and then the license plate stolen as I get the ticket. And it's like, okay, I this ticket's not going to go away if I yell at somebody and transfer this energy, it's, it's just like a test. How do I, how do I stop this negative energy from passing it on to someone else? And I'm imagining that's how it'll be like when we have kids, it'll be like, how do I not give my kid the guilt that I had? How do I, how does that everything we do? How do we try to just make, flip it into a positive? So I don't understand the challenge, especially you're a good person to, to be taken advantage of by contractors. It's the oldest uh, trope in the book and it's so so bad to hear so i'm sorry to hear that and i don't know what the positive is but it's really you know that's that's just tragic to hear well i mean i can just say i mean of course i'm almost done the positive is that it um i got to learn a lot i got to grow a lot and one thing is like it's even more mine if that makes any sense you know the final product is even more mine and and having my sons come together and help me out mm. it, it means it's them not paying back but you know i was a single mom and i totally dedicated myself to them and i'm seeing them dedicate themselves to me and it's just making us closer i, I uh, closer i think that's so. that's so great to hear uh the idea of like the lack of humanity by the contractors was filled in by the gratitude of your sons in a way it sounds like and in in a way yeah and that's a probably a memory that will last a lot longer than the 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 burn of the contractors but that's a good way to look at it for you you know that's that's a, that's the next level of and what do they say like enlightenment it's like first it's how you react to things and then it's how do you avoid that in the first place and like move past the negativity and all that. Some people might have spiraled deep, you know, you get taken advantage of and the next thing you know, the home's this and that and it can lead to, it can really spiral in the wrong direction. So it's always like, how do we just brace ourselves to get through this and then just have that faith that there is something good on the other end? And, and I think that's something that's, that I, makes me feel really connected to you is I feel like you share the same perspective. And I appreciate that you are vulnerable and you, you show it to us. Um, and so, so watching um, the comments come through, speaking of vulnerability, 
um, it's been really hard, and I think I'm not alone. It's hard watching, you know, um, people making comments or, you know, uh, assumptions about you or yeah. expounding things that they don't have any foundation for. And, um, and, and, you know, you and I've talked about, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about assumptions okay. and how they break down communication, mm. how they hurt relationships. Um, and I do want to say I'm not a therapist, um, but I do have a background in human development and I was a facilitator for the U.S. Navy and we did a lot of communication stuff. Great. Um, so that's my right to speak. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds like a good place to speak from. Okay. Well, and so, um, it, it, I, I wanted, I want to share, and I think you're already, you're very close. You've already like demonstrate. And first I want to say demonstrate, um, the foundation of communication has to do with our behavior, right? Um, we we show the world who we are by what we say and by what we do. Um, and we can only know other people based on what they say and what they do. So when I also hear performative, I'm like, well, that's the only, that's all we know right. is what people say and what they do. Um, but a be so behavior is something, and this I'm going over this because it's the foundation. A behavior is something you can record, like take a picture of, videotape. Um, you hear it, you see it, um, and um, so just just as that as a foundation. Um, I he so we and then we have responses to what we see and hear, right? So. Um, I do see you saying to people, well, when you say, this is an example, when you say I, I bring up red flags, what do you mean? And I, so I think at the foundation, you really get it. Like, what are the behaviors? What have I said? What have I done? Um, well, you, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt. You mean like not, like I'm not assuming I know what someone's talking about? Exactly. 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 And the, um, <laughs> so we used to do this exercise called observation inference. And so observation is like, okay, for example, I, I see you're looking down at your paper. That's my observation. And then my brain, I make an inference, okay? Or several inferences. I see you looking down at your paper, and this doesn't mean don't do it. <laughs> Well, I see you looking down at your paper and I'm thinking he's sleepy or I'm thinking he's taking notes Yeah. or I'm thinking he has something in his eye. And so the reason I'm saying that is there could be a myriad of things. And the danger is once we think something, we make an assumption Instead of recognizing it's just a possibility, mm. it becomes fact to us. Then it becomes truth to us. And then we communicate with other people based on that possibly false truth. And, um, but you're so right because if I'm, if, and by the way, 
as a side note, <clears throat> I did not want to forget this. Gabby just gave us a huge donation from Germany. So thank you so much, Gabby. That is so kind. So sweet, these people. Thank you so much. I just wanted to give that shout out. And so I did not forget. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but what, so your point about assumptions, assumptions on the internet must be tenfold because at least you can look at me making notes and, and, and use some knowledge passed down from generations of people. But mm -hmm. the assumptions on like, if, if you're going to read someone's comment the wrong way, you have no clue what they're trying to say. Right, right. Yeah. And we all, you know, we, we all come to every communication with our, our, our lifetime of experiences and our experiences are places we've been. So things we've seen, things we've heard, things we've felt. Um, I have, a, I have a story of it. It's an interesting illustration of that. It really blew my mind. I I was uh, teaching a literature class to at a girls' Catholic school in Guam, and I had gone. So uh, we were talking about the the play Pygmalion, which is My Fair Lady, and at the beginning when. Uh, we were reading the part where she says it was so cold. She only had a pennies or hay penny of oil left in her lamp. And that she didn't want to change her clothes. Well, the girls were like, ooh, why? what do you mean she, does? she doesn't want to change her clothes? Oh, that's so gross, you know, to go to bed. And I had gone to school in Southwest Virginia and when an apartment was up on a hill where all the winds blew in the winter. And I remember going to bed in sweatpants and yeah. getting up in the morning and saying, I'll just wear this because it was too cold to change my clothes. And I said to them, I said, well, and I gave them that story. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's 85 year degrees year round here. There's no way you would be able to understand what that character was thinking or feeling. Wow. Uh, and it's just like there's we you know we don't know what we don't know and I know people have brought that up before right. but the good news is there's a, there's a way to um, sort of counteract this and and in fact improve relationships um, the 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 basic thing is everybody wants to be heard mm. and understood, mm. right? And I think that's what people are reaching out to you. You're you're someone who's open and listening, and they're feeling heard. And when you know, and so let me go back. When when you say thank you and you reiterate, that sends the message. Oh, he heard me. Mm. Now they may be making crazy wild assumptions. <laughs> But they're being heard. Um, when, um, so for example, going back to you looking down, and what what I would say about to check the the answer is checking in, like, oh, I, I see you're looking down there. Are, are you feeling a little sleepy? And you're like, oh no no, I'm taking notes. Yeah. And and you see, all of a sudden, you're understood. In, in a way that I wouldn't be able to understand you otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and, all, and, and all and, it is is some simple curiosity to get to the truth. Well, and 
and even yes, curiosity, but also recognizing I might not be right. Mm. You know, um, that something that I assume could be completely off the mark. Um, and so it is that openness and, 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 and it's that respect, mutual respect of each other. Um, and of course, um, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking ownership when I say, when I see this, I feel this, or I think this, you know, <laughs> with those, you've heard of I statements, you know, mm. then you're, you're having that uh, I'm owning what I'm saying. I might, and, and that way, instead of saying, you're this, you're that, oh, you're sleeping now, or are you sleeping on me? What? You don't want to hear what I have to say? And then it's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's just a lower, so, it's a lower, it's just a lower emotional response. It's not, it doesn't do anyone justice if you're defensive or assuming. And, and yeah, once you, once you recognize those statements of like, of like, I've always said like, it's like jockeying for victim. Like whenever you're in a fight and it's like, if it's a fight to see who can be more of a victim, it's like bad fight. Like, let's step out of that one and figure something out because it's like, uh, you know, and Tasha and I, we've, we've had to overcome some of these moments where she'll be like, we should go on a vacation. And then I'll be like angry because I'm not where I want to be financially. And she's looking at me as saying like, I want to go on a vacation with the, my, the guy I'm investing my life with. And then, she, and then she tells me that, and I look like a jerk, but in my head, I'm going, I'm not ready to provide that. And I need to work harder. And it comes off like I'm like, I'm a jerk. And, and I've had to learn, I've had to learn from her to take those moments to appreciate life. When I, I come from like this insane work ethic lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So it's like knowing when to unplug, be present, that's and and I guess that's what's good for relationships is you can see each other's ugliness versus if I was just a single guy who lived by myself, I would never know I'm a psycho. <laughs> like <laughs> you don't know those things well, until they're bounced off of you. Cause well what happens is so that behavior is her statement, right? She says this. Mm. Oh, I would like to go on this vacation. And then your brain just starts, you know, taking it places. Yeah. And um so the the the, uh, the challenge is to catch your brain before it takes places. And, um, and like, for example, this is the communication part, say, you know, hey, you know, Tasha, when you talk about wanting to take this vacation, and then you follow up with the I think or I feel like, I feel a little worried that I'm not providing enough for you, or I think that um, that's going to be more than I can handle. And then, and then it becomes a discussion about, well, what kind of vacation could we take that would be comfortable both of you? Does that make any sense? That's yeah, that's exactly it. That's like the compromise. We always joked that we wanted that she was like, we let's go to Greece. And I was like, let's go to Colombia. <laughs> we found, <laughs> we found a beautiful place that was a lot cheaper than going to Greece. And, uh, speaking of the devil, she just showed up. Tasha, are you going to come in here? All right, everyone's going to be so excited. So let's hold on one second. Tasha, I'm talking with Susan, who who is the obvious uh, here. I'm going to put I'm going to put you on here. I know the dog's going to be crazy. Take your mask off. This pizza looks amazing. It smells amazing. And um and uh Susan and I are just we were actually just talking about our relationship and how we've learned about um how to communicate with each other and uh we're talking about 
uh, the dog's barking, sorry. The uh, chat's going to go crazy because we've been waiting for this pizza for so long. All right, leave the dog alone. Leave the dog alone. The, say hello. the dog won't stop barking until we acknowledge him, so he just showed up. <laughs> Boone, <laughs> Quiet, Boone. Give him this apple or something. Um, anyway, Susan's, we're, we're talking about um, assumptions and how in relationships, you know, you ask questions versus assuming what people are thinking and how you've talked about wanting to travel. And, and in the past, I've, I've reacted out of frustration because I'm working hard and I'm in debt and I'm this and I'm that. And how we've been able to kind of meet somewhere where we understand what we want to get out of life together, you know? Yeah. So anyway, you're all caught up. Okay. Everyone else is please go ahead and open the pizza and eat some while we talk. Yeah. All right. Pizza's coming. Oh my gosh. I have to show this off. Okay. Um, Are you going to sit with me or what? Are you going to catch a breath? Let me just go. Wait, take your, all right. Take your ear out, go unpack and then join me for like the final stretch. And I didn't get out the the soda. So if you want to get the soda out, there's a diet pepper, diet Dr. Pepper. And then whatever the, uh, the Mexican Coke is. Um, All right, here we go. The big reveal. Here we go. Everyone in the chat room wants to know. Here it is. Brooklyn-style pizza. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. I love it with the pepperonis. Oh, yeah. And then what's this one? You got a second one? Yep, one for later. Oh, and one. This. Oh, my God. Tasha, she got us a second one. Oh, I am going to be so. Oh, this is going to be nice. I'm going to be passed out on the beach chair. I was telling her how, <laughs> how yesterday, uh, the last two days were like the biggest days of my career and how we were sitting on beach chairs. And I was like, I'm good. I'm fine. No biggie. So obviously the couch is coming in. And then of course, Tasha, Gabby, um, Gabby from Germany just sent us a very generous donation for, to get pillows. She said to get pillows and she's going to send us German chocolate. So we're overwhelmed with everyone, Susan. We're completely overwhelmed. And your kindness, I think this is your fourth um time delivering us pizza third or fourth and i third, yeah, i i really i really appreciate you so i'll try my best not to make any noise while i eat this here but oh, um, no please do whatever <laughs> slurp so so i guess the question is like what how do you how do you how do you know when to engage in someone to like have a positive conversation versus just let knowing that their sanity like knowing that they're not going to get there and you don't have to kind of guide them um, so, uh, well, for, uh, sorry, I, I'm, I'm thinking, so before you can even think about like what other people are doing, remember it's like the I statements, I taking responsibility. I'm responsible for what I think and what I feel and what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not responsible what you think or you feel or you do. The only thing I can do is give you, you know, thank you for your feedback. (laughs) I can give you feedback and um, just say, you know, like, and with the assumption that out of mutual respect, that person will hear you and then make a choice to, to make a choice to further discuss it or make a change or collaborate. Um, when like for example when i asked you about um my um talking about this with you today and i and i said if it's no that's cool be and the the reason that's so important is when we ask something of someone we have to be as comfortable with a no as we are with a yes um because 
otherwise we're not asking. Mm. Um, So again, it just goes back to that uh, mutual respect. And when you use the, the behavior, like when I see, and even if you don't verbalize that part, but when I see you do this, when I hear you say this, I think this, or I feel that, that person's feeling heard. Um, And then they also feel respected. You know, when you are open to them and you can give, you know, open to discussing something, um, they feel respected and then that builds the trust. So over time, the trust will just grow. Um, And this is why I don't, I have a policy. Now on YouTube, I'll talk to anybody, but on Facebook, if I post on one of my friend's comments and then one of his friends tries to respond to me, I tell them politely, I don't interact with strangers. It, it On Facebook, if I don't know you and you don't know me, we don't exist in an environment where we're going to give each other mutual respect. Once in a while, it works out. But in most cases, you're just yelling to some stranger. And we waste so much of our bandwidth doing that. And Facebook wouldn't exist to the level it does now if, if we weren't arguing with strangers. So I just politely tell them, look, I commented on my buddy Todd's comment section. I don't know you, Steve. I'm sure you're a good guy, but I just don't talk to strangers on social media. <laughs> That's it. Because I noticed that there is no assumption of mutual respect. Well, I, you know, when, when people do make comments with assumptions um, or, you know, um, I, like I said, I hear you saying, well, what do you mean by that? And, and that's, that's the appropriate response (laughs) because give me, um, you know, because we don't know when to continue doing what's good or when we know when to continue, when to stop doing what's not good. You know, I mean, we need to give feedback of the positive as well. Like, and like, for example, you know, they say catch your kids doing something good or catch your loved one doing something good. Mm. You know, when you, when you make my coffee every morning, I feel really loved and cared for. Or when you, you know, put your dish in the sink, mm-hmm. I, you know, that really makes me happy or you know when you do your homework before you watch tv or play video games i'm really proud of you making those decisions does that um so but back to the comments um you i think you're you're already in that mindset of how can i change how can i grow if you don't give me details um but one of the challenges really I would think is um, are people are people writing things out of respect to you or are they just venting? Oh, good question. Yeah, and that is and I do catch myself. I was actually I was gonna write a comment to remind myself, like post it on the note to be positive, because sometimes I do I will see a comment in the chat and I will, I should ignore it sometimes because I'm like, this person's not, you know, they might just be firing something off. And that is something I have to remember. Like, is this going to be productive or are you just venting? And I think that's something I do struggle with because I've had to learn in the relationship to say, do you want my feedback or do you just want me to listen? Because as a guy, or maybe it's not a gender thing, but as me, I want to give you feedback. I want to give you notes and I have to learn to go, maybe you just want to tell me why your day sucked. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess I need to, I need to sort of um, look at the comment section with that as well. But like you said before, and again, uh, 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 don't feel bad if people mischaracterize something I say. Or there, there, the, the thing is, is like with, 20, with uh, videos that are getting 50,000 views, if there's a thread out of 50,000 people that, are, that really disagree with what I'm saying, that's like being at Yankee Stadium and one of the sections isn't really there. So I still see that because the algorithm will pu- push that up, but I have to go, you know, like after I had a bad chat with somebody, then I get a call from someone who says, oh, I listened to you during chemo three years ago. You got me through that and now I'm obsessed with, and it goes, whoa that's worth so much more weight to me than someone who goes, Oh, you're a pig or whatever they're, whatever they're, you know, someone, you know, whatever, whatever it is. So I have to, I have to keep, I have to remind myself that, that if I'm just going to stay true to what I'm doing, that there, there will be criticism. There will be people that say what I do. And the more YouTube recommends me, the more there's going to be hate. Cause there's going to just, they're going to start showing me to, they've showed me to millions of new people and it ain't going to be for everybody. And I, I really am okay with that because last year they were showing me to nobody. So there was no hate. So right. it's just going to be part of the exposure, I guess. Well, and here's another thing to consider. They're not necessarily, like, as I was saying about those young women in Guam who could not even relate to it being so, so cold that you didn't want to change your clothes. Um, You've got people coming from multitudes of experiences that are making assumptions and leaping and then growing off of somebody else's assumption and making their assumptions and it just, it's exponential. So sometimes it doesn't even have anything to do with you. Yeah. I would guess. I'm guessing. Well, you know what? Like I, and this is true and you might having, having sons, you might, you might know something about this, but like when I saw and this is a little, little political, but when I saw the Covington Catholic kid with the MAGA hat on, I saw my brother, Jack, who was 15 at the time. They looked alike. And I go, I go, this is a, I know this boy. Like I know this boy right now. He's smiling through his teeth as he's nervous that he's about to get punched in the face or whatever the case may be. And I didn't see it the way that other people saw it. And I try to like, but people see me as like, I kind of look, I, if, if you looked at me a certain way, I look like an asshole. I've got deep inset eyes. My, I got Tasha knows I look, Tasha will look at me and be like, why are you so mad? I'm like mad. I'm I'm not mad at all. So I look like, uh, you know, people's ex-boyfriends that they didn't like. So when someone sees me on YouTube, if they're going to look at me the wrong way, I'm not their friend right away. And that's really kind of like becomes, I guess, up to them to decide, you know, what, what the framing is, but it does take a little bit of I don't know, empathy to see somebody and go, I like even with Colton Underwood, I see a guy that's so sad. I see the boy inside of this grown man, but when he's six foot five and he can punch somebody, I understand why people see him as an aggressive, uh, scary guy. But I see him as, oh, this, this kid, this kid's got some damage. Well, and like, you know, as you're saying, you demonstrate empathy and it's it's something that not everyone people have a varying degrees. And I don't and, and I don't need the I'm sorry I don't have I don't need the survival skill of assuming he could be like a punch me like a like a woman walking through the alley has to worry right. about things I don't have to. So I I have the luxury of seeing the child in him 
and not the rageful stalker. So I get that to an extent, but that's still like, you know, that's, that's unfortunately for women, something that they, that women have to carry with them. The idea that you're walking home from the parking lot, whatever the case may be, that's something I've only come to terms with in the last few years, but you know, having conversations through the podcast, whatever that, Oh, sometimes, you know, you, you, women might not be safe wearing their headphones on the subway. I, I don't think twice about that, you know? So we all, yeah, we all have different survival skills we've built up that get us where we're going. And I just, I'm part of like the privilege is that I don't have to assume someone's treating me a certain way because of my race or gender. Well, that's true. And yet you, you still can't escape from people making assumptions about you. Oh, I hate it. It's it's the biggest, it's the biggest thing I hate is when someone tells me I'm a certain way and I go, Ooh boy, because the second I become defensive, I become the thing they don't want me to be, or I become the thing that they don't like. So it's like, I'm I'm just damned if I do, damned if I don't. But I guess the answer is in, in this venue, most people I've built up equity with them. So like, they're like, no, Dave's not, he's not the, whatever you're th-. like. I was publicly shamed a couple of years ago within my comedy community and enough people came to my back to be like, you've got the wrong guy. He's not whatever you think. Like they, like he's like, it, it was nice to know that people had my back to be like, no, 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 come on. You know, whatever. Like I'll slip up on YouTube. I'll say things that might be offensive and certain things. And I just, you know, I guess the hope is that you do enough of the right thing and you own up to it when you have a, when something's wrong, but at the same time, but at the same time, and I'm sorry, I'm a little jumping all over the place. I do see a world where like apologies aren't enough. People are out for like blood. So like, you just gotta stay true to like your convictions and be like, I don't find that offensive. I'll listen to you. And if you want to tell me why that is, but like, I just don't see it that way. You know, when, when, when someone says uh, like, I'm making fun of ADD and this and that, I go, I just think that's too far. I think you've crossed the line with what I deem to be offensive because what am I not allowed to talk anymore? Well, well, you know what? Like, so that person, that person who said that, if that person said, when I hear you talk, say this about ADD, I feel this, or I think this, and then that's owning what he thinks or feels. And you're like, okay. I mean, but that's really the appropriate response instead of saying you're this, you're, you know, that's why they say you statements are just uh, dangerous and harmful. Now, we can only speak for ourselves. So when it comes to relationships, what's the, what's the biggest advice you can give for, get, for getting to that place? Because that seems like a very healthy place, but it takes two to tango. It takes two to admit to, to be there, right? Yes, and, and it just goes back to that very simple exercise of when I see when I see this or when I see you do that or when I hear you say this, I think or I feel. And there's a difference between what you think and feel. Feeling is emotions, and that's a whole different topic. Um, but all you can do is disclose yourself you know being this is who i am this is how i react and respond to what you're saying um so there's a formula when you blank i think or feel blank yeah and 
if you can practice that over time, you don't need to do it in the like specifically like that. And I here's the best word that I find is the word guessing, because then we're owning the fact that we're just guessing. Mm. Like um, when I see you crossing your arms, I'm guessing you're closed off to what I have to say. And by using the word guessing, that opens it up for discussion. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like uh, all right, so you slammed the door. So I, I'm guessing you're upset that I ate all the dessert. <laughs> yes. And then Tasha might come back and say, oh, Dave, I forgot. I wanted to tell you. This, the door's not closing all the way, so we have to slam it now. <laughs> I mean, it's just completely different. Ta Tasha loves our new place because we have more doors that can be closed. It used to, <laughs> it used to be funny because we, we, we only had this one sliding barn door, and it's like it's very delicate, so you can't get mad and then slide the barn door real slow. Like you can really <laughs> do it. No, but that's a, great, that's a great point. I can't tell you how many times I've been wrong in assuming what I did wrong. Cause I'll, I'll be like, oh, this is what she's mad at or something. And then I'll, I'll be, the, the light will go off and I'm wrong, but I'm operating under that assumption. So then now I'm trying to fix the thing that's not wrong. And it really just yep. becomes like diagnostics. If you're trying you're to fix wrong. the wrong thing, yeah. you're never going to find the issue. But it's really simple once you focus on the, the recognizing that you have a response to a behavior. Mm. And that you're, you know, that your brain, everything you've heard and said and done, every place you've been, it tells you, gives you all these ideas about what all those possibilities might be for your assumption. That's so, that's so right. And uh, by the way, I wanted to say when you, I want to try it out. When you send me pizza, I feel loved. <laughs> I wanted to try that out. I feel full. I thank you for your pizza. Um what else can I say here? Um, I, I can't believe the stream's going to be ending soon. Um, so I'm going to have to let you go in a second here. Well, but yeah, and on that note, I, I, I want to th thank you for the opportunity to talk with you and meet with you. Um, and I, I just want to also throw out there, I mentioned with Tasha before, you know, I used to also be an editor. If you guys really have any editing, I mean, there's probably tons of people out there who also are. Don't don't hesitate to just text me All right. <laughs> if you're about to go to print on something. Um, but thank you for um, thank you for letting me join you. It means a great deal to me. Absolutely, um, this was really and, insightful. And what I'd like to throw out to all everybody who makes comments, I'd like to challenge them to use that formula. When I heard you say this, or when I saw this, mm. I thought, or I felt, and then like everybody start practicing that. And, you know, and, you know, we, you know, that nice, kind, helpful community we have, you know, such be, a great, be, yeah, that's a great way to keep building the healthy community, you know, absolutely. And we'll slip. I tell Tosh this, we'll slip once in a while you'll get a bad day or something else and you know we'll show our ugly side but i think if we can keep trying to practice the right things we'll have that muscle memory um do you mind i would love it actually can i can i clip out our conversation and put it on the podcast too sure absolutely this is very yeah. insightful for people so i'd love to share it with that audience because they don't always cr they don't always cross over with this audience 
But um, thanks again. And everyone in the comment section loves you. They, they, they all have said nothing but nice things. So if you're ever feeling bad, go read the comments in the comment section because everyone's <laughs> been really sweet in, uh, in, in everything with you. So you got, you got a lot of fans over there. And don't be a stranger. I always appreciate your calls and you're so thoughtful at giving me space to, you know, to do my thing and be so supportive. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. It, it, I, I, I val, I value when when I hear you say that, I feel really valued, and okay. thank you. Well, and I again, like I said, it's it's an amazing bragging right to my friends to be like, you know, Susan sends me pizza once in a while, and you don't have to, you don't have to. I still would really, I value this conversation regardless of the pizza, but it is it is really kind of you to 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 know that you. Um, find a, a tangible way to reach out to people that you can't necessarily see, you know, right. That are not close by to you. And that's, that's real special. And it's a real good, it's a real good thing to share during the, this whole pandemic, just to show that there, there's innovative ways to communicate uh, love to each other. Well, thank you. And you know, I, there are, you're right. And I, I mean, we all have different things to offer. And so I'm happy that I can offer pizza and maybe some experience. So much, appre much appreciated. People are asking if you have an Instagram so they can follow you. Well, so uh, thank you everybody. <laughs> um, I am working on a, a workbook of like, you know, tools, skills that make us help make our lives go smoother and help us be more successful. Um, I do have an Instagram, but right now it was, I just created it so I could follow people. Um, um, well, if so you want to, if you want to promote, if you want to promote the workbook when it's done and ready to go, let, let me know mm -hmm. and we'll come back on another live stream. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. I'm starting. I see the nice comments. Thank you, everybody. Um, I was a little self-conscious, of course, to come in on Skype, you know. Oh, I appreciate you. But um, I'll let you go, and congrats on the 25K, and I'll let you wrap up your thank, live stream. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate the, the food. Thank you so much. Good talking with you. I Sorry about the pizza. We Like I said, we live in a weird neighborhood where there isn't, like that place said they delivered, but COVID, whatever, who knows? Yeah, and I'm sorry because I I just wanted to make this easier for you. No, you're so sweet. Um, and when you said it was in Calabasas, I was like, oh, that's not gonna work. But that's well, <laughs> well, let me. I'll just tell you quick the story behind this. So you know, I called the the uh, Brooklyn Avenue place. Um, I looked him up online, and the guy was super nice. And and I said, okay, and here's the address. Oh, we don't deliver. Um, but but um. And then, and just for those who are asking about what about DoorDash or Uber, this or that, um, I went, I had to go, I went online, tried to do, well, one, what didn't even um, work for that pizza comp, pizza restaurant. Then the other, I put the order in and it came back. I think what happened is either my zip code with my credit card and your address or, um, my IP address, it was like, no, this is not working. Yeah, so, and, and um, no worries on your end. You're, me you're, out. you're so kind. <laughs> I, I finally understand what like food deserts are because I love my...
All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I know the content's been a little bit all over the place with the release schedule. I'm really working on it. Tasha and I have obviously moved a couple weeks ago, so we still don't have like a home studio set up. So we're kind of running all over the place. We're doing car cast episodes. We're still trying to get furniture. We don't have a couch yet. Uh, we don't have a bed frame. It's all on the way. It's all being delivered. It's all delayed. So we've been uh, you know, sleeping on the floor. We've got a mattress on the floor. We've got two uh, beach chairs in the living room. And uh, we're, we're working on it, folks. So we're working on it, but uh, we're going to have a nice uh, uh, outdoor podcast studio set up uh, hopefully very soon. And we appreciate you guys sticking around. And uh, thank you so much. Everyone have a fantastic weekend or whenever this podcast finds you. I hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.